Hello, Akashavani Terabitya. So, today I thought I would speak a little bit about the front door and back door. So, there's this uh, forward I got on WhatsApp, which spoke about uh, um, our relationship with the front door and back door. Yeah, you could also see it as, you know, you're committed to do something, but then you may be keeping an exit door somewhere, such that, you know, one foot is a back. Um, you would like to do something, but then you know what, you're, uh, you're already preparing for, you already have something prepared for to exit from the back. So, uh, so then what happens is, what happens when there are transactions from the back door and not from the front door is what happens, um, you could call it as a discount or you could call it as a, um, um, how do you want to call it? Um, it's a it's a side it's a cutting corner in a way it's a um, behind the scenes where something may not be exactly as it is presented in the books maybe or uh, you want to get away with something or you're making uh, you're making an exception for something when there's generally one particular rule for everybody so in some way those who are coming through the front door are not are in some way cheated because they don't know about the back door but it's not about the ba it's not about knowing about the back door it's about what is not getting what they are cheated off because of what's happening in the back door so in the landmark education they some of sometimes they call it as a racket a racket is what's happening in the behind the scenes when the front is they're saying something but something else is happening in the behind and the more we are uh, we are engaging in the behind the scenes uh, things is when uh, we are undermining the system we are undermining integrity we are under we are undermining our ability to do the right thing we are undermining conscience and to the extent that the, that conscience is undermined to that extent uh, we have corruptions we have diseases and maintenance of problem without really solving it we continue to have things the way they are different states of ill health and wanting to become healthy wealthy and wise while we are wanting to become healthy wealthy and wise we are in, we are indulging in unhealthy unwealthifying unwise ways so that we are not really getting healthy wealthy wise now why am i also saying this is now i've been speaking about this work since some time yeah, it's there on my website, it's there on my different social media that I'm speaking about. And I'm talking about Nirbija Yoga as being different from Hatha Yoga. And uh, there are so many facets to it. And I'm not so much demonstrating the work uh, online or just putting up uh, material. I did that last year um, on Facebook, on three of my Facebook pages. I was talking so much and then... Um, I began to start noticing different manifestations of violence, which I hadn't noticed um, as a clinician um, facilitating medicine intelligence therapy. There are few people that I work with. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm exposed to the health, to the variations in health um, expressions in the people who come for sessions. So to that extent, I was um, trained enough by which to speak about violence versus nonviolence. And uh, Nirbija Yoga, then Padha for Soul Satisfaction began to start taking shape. And then the, the paradigm, the context of meristem intelligence itself as a concept 
began to become have more ground and then i began to speak about it last year on facebook and different social media because uh, the corona the pandemic you know the lockdowns had um, had had just begun and then i was thinking i can only speak about my work i can t- let people know about it only when i'm on this side of the living you know so i need to at least um um and this is when um um whatever work i have done i need to at least let people know that this this work is there and and this is available and this has been helping me so when people are de- dealing with different kinds of health challenges to do my part in it so so to whatever extent i was ready which was in different stages of development i began to start speaking and then i noticed several other manifestations of violence which i could not um notice in the few people who came for uh, you know therapy sessions the different other manifestations different other um expressions of violence which are legalized and you know which we have even normalized as this is how life is from just being online going live and uh, i was not even interacting face to face with people yeah i was just looking at my own face and then i could experience several levels of violence yeah um and i'm so my what i'm speaking is also from those learnings um across months weeks and then depths of inquiry into our dark self or what we call as a light self dark self um what we call as civil normal behavior and what we call as healthy so um what i'm what i'm speaking is from those inquiries and 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 then noticing how are these showing up in our everyday interactions and um, what effects they have in our experience of living of of being healthy um and um, and in that sense what does ordinary living mean so i'm speaking from all of those uh, contexts and my programs i have 10 i keep saying i have 10 arms you know i have 10 uh um 10 programs um uh trademarks by which um, my work um, finds expression so i say i have 10 arms yeah so my 10 arms came about on route and uh, so i call them they are my 10 children yeah because they are all our concerns too yeah what we create and what we are committed to by the fact of uh, giving it a name and giving giving it a form it becomes less of an it than as a person yeah so that's when we are more caring about what uh, what this person has come into existence for and what is this um, f- um making available it's like a child so uh so that's also one um, when we have our own uh, concerns our own enterprises this is um, our children also are like that right um we g- it's a visceral experience it's a visceral um coming into existence it's a creation um and then they have a life of their own and they have a uh, an expression a strength by which they are saying why have they come into existence for and we are as um, entrepreneurs we are also we are the cause for it and also have the responsibility for how healthily they develop so like kids so my 10 kids um or 10 arms um and um so since the uh, beginning medicine intelligence therapy which began from my practice of biodynamic craniosacral therapy and then uh, inquiring f- finding answers for uh, 
what was showing up during sessions from what I learned in my textbooks and finding aunts. You know, you, you learn from school. And then to better understand the concepts, you have to inquire by yourself. You have to go to the libraries. You have to, you know, visit the internet, uh, speak with different people. That's how you understand the concepts better. So in finding answers to the concepts, and then I'm also noticing things happening in my clinical uh, work. So, um, and uh, the difference is that it's about the person I was before I joined BCST, my training, and then... Um, so there are different students coming to different classes. So then it's about who comes to learn what. So what I had not taken into account is my life experiences before joining BCST as a professional training and how that learning has formed and further informed me. So the difference that happened to BCST is me, um, who I am in the scheme of things. And then I, I have this education too. So that's and um, so I had to at some way um, I was already dealing with existential questions then in the in the finding of answers I joined the um, I also joined the uh, professional training and then uh, so so I at some point I had to come and acknowledge to who I am and what am I doing in the scheme of things and all of those existential questions and then I am seeing these things in the people who come for sessions um, so since then my 10 arms have developed yeah my 10 babies now um, and then uh, um, so today I'm speaking about the back door and the front door from my understanding of overt and covert expressions yeah so there are things we know about and there are things we don't know about. So there are, the, there are the facets that we see of ourselves and there are the facets that we do not see or we do not acknowledge the existence of, which may be our darker sides, yeah, or when we call as our shadow selves. Now, um, they say, somebody has just said, ignorance is bliss. I don't know. I often keep finding ignorance is not bliss. Um, um, the more you're ignorant about something or most likely you are denying something or playing over covertly um, from in some way looking at it and being responsible in some way to the extent that you can look at it when you're not. A, a guilt, a problem remains as is. So when it remains as is, that which it is maintained, that which is maintained because of the guilt, maybe it's a wound, maybe it's a hurt, maybe it's a relationship which is not going as well, remains that way. The wound, the hurt, the sour relationship continues to be that way. So it's a racket. So our having guilts, our feeling in some way not, responsible or you know you don't want to be responsible about something is in some way in some way a kind of a racket because you're getting it, it's like that's the front thing I cannot I'm helpless I won't and all of that stuff is in the front behind you're getting something out of it because of which it is easier to maintain this this um, this veil between who you think you are and who and between what you know consciously and what you probably know in some way in your subconscious unconscious. But you would rather not because 
of something you're getting out of it. So in the um, tradition of yoga, yeah, in the yoga shastras, they talk about contemplation. Contemplation is one of the ways by which we bring, we bring a, a better integration between a mind, body, spirit, soul, consciousness, conscience. Yeah. So to the extent that it is possible, when we are at least able to acknowledge that there's a certain sense of guilt about something, or there's a certain sense of um, not being responsible enough about something, or in some way uh, there is some sense of shame or embarrassment, something else is going on behind it. It is worth inquiring into these emotions itself. It may, it may even be anger, fear, uh, sadness, joy. But just even inquiring into it, why are you feeling that? What, uh, or, or in the sense, what is having you have this experience? When you just begin to in some way notice it, it's a certain contemplation about an experience that you have or it may be a pattern that, you know, an experience that you um, often keep having. But when you pay a little more attention to it, you may be able to notice what is that is not there. And you would also notice what is that you're getting out of it. And when you can actually come in some way in fa face to face, in some way face up to what you're getting out of it and what you're not getting out of it, in some way, at least it may be a little difficult to be able to see these two. But then then also in, in being able to face up to this not so comfortable space is also where you begin to have the courage to at least be curious. And when you have the courage to be curious enough about the different facets of this, what you don't know, what is uncomfortable, in some way you begin to find that which is also a you could call it as a resource. We could, maybe it's not a resource, but it, it's, it's also a, a wherewithal in some way by which to do something amongst all of this, un, uh, no, this discomfort and these uh, not so happy spaces that you would also find something that you can do, even though it may be, a, it, it may be big or it may be small, but within you, you'll find something that you can do about this. Maybe it's not a big solution, but maybe one tiny little thing you can you can do about this. And when you go forth in doing that thing we, which you can do to set this right, to set this not so fine guilt, embarrassment, shame, uh, all of that stuff which will be going on. When you can do that little bit, maybe that discomfort is that much less. And and also to that extent you become uh, stronger you you would have you would begin to have a certain courage in your heart it's a certain strength by which to do the right thing um, it is also a certain muscle that you need to develop as you go but this is this is one way by which you begin to develop that muscle for doing the right thing is by facing that which you have in some way been uncomfortable because there's a, cert a certain sense of guilt or, you know, uh, like the burden of responsibility or shame or embarrassment or it could just be anger, sorrow, fear, joy. It may just be uh, you're always happy about this, but you may not be really noticing. Is there something else going on behind it? Sometimes you're all just happy, 
but something else is going on behind it. So, um, if it's something that you notice, I'm always like this, or I always have this pattern, then maybe just that would be an, a nice place to just begin to inquire into. Um, so that's a little bit about the back door, where we could address it ourselves. Um, this is what I do. I facilitate original humane intelligence. And if you're finding any difficulty in, in being able to do this, in being able to look at what may be difficult, I, um, I facilitate original humane intelligence. So I would, f I would be able to suggest something, a, a very humane way by which to do the right thing in a way that is comfortable for you, the same time does not disrupt your world in, in any way, does not shake you or the, or the life that you have. And um, at the same time, has things become better? Yeah. So this is part of what I facilitate. Yeah. Um, now, I also need to mention why I started this with the topic of back door versus front door. I've been speaking about wholesomeness and Advaita and Sanatana Dharma and all of this. So there seems to be a, um, a sense of um, it may be family, it may be friends, it may be colleagues, but there's this thing of, you know, um, it's, it's like a discount, so to speak. Because I'm a family member, because I'm a neighbor, because I'm a friend, because I'm a colleague, you would give it this for free, no? Like that, you know? Uh, you would, you would, um, um, I would have a concession because I'm a family member, so I'm related to you this way, or I'm a colleague, or I'm a, I'm a fellow therapist, or I'm a, um, uh, uh, a spiritual leader, yeah? Uh, so, and hence, um, I, um, I know more, um, and hence, you know, those kind of, so it is pretty interesting, so I, I just wanted to say this here. The work that I do, um, the practice of Nirbija Yoga and the facilitation of it, it happens in the front door. Like when a person contacts me and then we are interacting face to face, that is where I bring in my uh, professional expertise. Um, in a one-to-one in -one interaction or in the programs I'm developing because I'm developing it, it with, a, with a certain conscience, with a certain... Um, um, flow by which it becomes easier uh, in many ways to be able to um, appreciate it um, and practice it in a way that would be um, um, healthy uh, without disrupting your world. So I'm trying by many ways by which a person is not having to go through the Kubler-Ross change curve, you know, where there is up, uh, upheavals and downheavals. Now, um, for me able to for me being able to facilitate it through the front door, you know, where, when people are interacting with me or through my uh, programs or through my social media. For me being able to do that, I do my homework in the back door, which I call as a mighty kitchen. Yeah, in my, my home space, I call it my, you can call it as my own personal lab space, where I'm inquiring, I'm, I'm uh, contemplating about ideas, I'm looking into philosophies, I'm um, uh, seeing light and dark sides i'm going through i'm also experiencing and maybe going through not so so um it may be it it well 
not so familiar spaces we can say because i also go through um my own dark spaces which may have come about from in, from encountering different kinds of violences that is and hence what um what that evokes in me to to uh, to in, in many ways see how much is what is happening in the in the world out there also there within me because of which um i'm not able to address um them at uh, you know the way uh probably would be healthy such that we are we are not continuing to ha- have such difficult spaces but these are all um part of the homework that i do as a um a humane intelligence facilitator and i'm facilitating original humane intelligence organically so what does it take to um inquire and go through that so i may be in my different spaces and i'm also and i'm a, a woman so i have my hormonal changes and i have my biological um, um manifestations i also have my um uh, um environmental influences yeah um li- and i've just um, and i've just taken my uh, corona vaccine so i have those those manifestations in my physiology too so what i'm saying is when there is a back door approach yeah from the uh, what you what you would call as okay you know this but we are higher intelligence you know we know something better and um, or you have uh, you know there are other ways by which we can get information info hacking um the point i'm saying is um we have our own uh, and then there is these uh, expressions of um, uh, lucid dreaming and, and um, um astral travel and all of these kind of thing and then there is also this um, what is this called um limitless field um it's about the understanding of a different people i mean there are like i'm saying things and from listening to what i'm saying if somebody is interpreting it at, in in an unhealthy way and then practicing practi- practicing it in their own ways then what happens without really contacting the person and then making their own understanding interpretations and then doing something else it's like you know you're reading about yoga from a textbook and then you're practicing uh, breathing and there they talk about inhalation exhalation and you and you go hyperventilating instead of observing the inhalation exhalation you go hyperventilating inhale and then take a long deep breath and exhale and take a you know ex- uh, let the air out that could be from reading a textbook about yoga and not really understanding it the way it needs to so um so there could be manifestations of that and then how we practice it so what i'm saying is i'm uh, so if somebody is trying to hack info from what i'm doing and how am i facilitating this and you know how am i speaking about all of this on my website and stuff you may be actually peeking into a kitchen which may be in different stages of cooking something or it may be in different stages of cleanliness or in or in uh, different uh, stages of development of something um and uh, and then um if you are in some way unhealthily picking up something which is which is not good for you i mean every uh, one man's food is another man's poison so um if you just go and put your hand in a medi- in a medicine cabinet just because you're having a cough and then take something out of the cabinet and you say that's medicine that may not be the medicine good for you yeah so they they say this expression of steel like a thief uh, no steel <laughs> steel like an artist which is so misleading um because if you don't know if you're just going by something is shiny and it's nice and you just take it um you may never know what is it you're actually picking up 
So if you so, um, which is why I say if somebody is getting the information about what Nirbij Yoga is through not contacting me in person and then making your own interpretations about it, um, you may not be getting what um, the value out of this. In, in fact, you may even be harmed because of how you are interpreting this, how you're taking how you're taking the information. Yeah. Uh, why am I saying this is because this is a um, it's a methodical mindfulness practice. It's not something that you resonate and then zoom into and then um, um, it's it's not a, a a thing that you believe and then you become and there are all those uh, um, very interesting ways of learning something. So which is uh, quite concerning. But uh, why I'm also saying this is uh, when a person is talking to me, if you're talking to me, um, I have noticed um, some representations of people bouncing off of my uh, workspace, so to speak, and then um, come up with their, uh, with, with their produce. And I've noticed, you know, this is from here, but how what has, uh, what has come out of it is um something that was beautiful already before now that they have uh, i can and i can notice that they have sort of bounced off of something that is not uh, um it's from a, a difficult phase during my inquiry and then uh, what has become of their work from it um so as you reap so do you sow or as you sow so do you reap uh, yeah so when you do the right thing, you get the benefit of it. When you're not, you're affected by it. Um, and uh, what you get may not last the test of time because of how it is, how it has been taken in. When you're eating food the right way, then your physiological processes move through those um, pathways from having done the right thing. If you're going to intake food anyhow somehow then your physiology will respond accordingly um, so do the right thing and the right things keep happening um, front door versus back door yeah so it's care um, this is care based work yeah so uh, in the so we all have our jobs to do. So the, uh, in the job that I do, inquiry into, when I'm saying I'm facilitating human intelligence and I'm saying it's care-based, there are also other than that spaces, which is part of inquiring into what really is care and what really is care-based um, care health, wealth-wise uh, wisdom. Um, so in-person interaction, is the best way to learn what this is wha uh, what um, is being produced from this enterprise and how to have the health wealth and wisdom that is medicine intelligence and what um, how this is an evolutionary advantage in doing the right thing from doing the right thing and doing the right thing it itself involves approaching through the front door yeah there are there are my different social media contacts and my numbers on my website I have my email uh, ID on the website. 
uh, we also have this podcast so you can comment on it so there are these different ways and then i would when i'm responding there it would be from my professional expertise to the extent that i'm able to at a point in time if i know the answer i will i will provide it there if i don't then i will say i'll inquire into it and and, and then i'll come back with the answer so um fronto versus backdoor so it would also help to inquire into your own frontos and backdoors where you may be having a leg in the backdoor in some uh, known or unknown backdoors by which you are not fully committed to doing what you said you are committed to doing yeah um and thereby you are in some way finding ways to cut corners or to get away by you know just a little it's just thoda sa just muddy you know or uh, um it's just a little bit just this much and uh, what all becomes goes out of integrity from that little it's just 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 5 minutes it's just this little thing only this one time okay those kind of expressions otherwise i will be all good only this one time yeah so these kind of expressions is where uh, the integrity little by little by little you are going off track and then so this this also becomes possible when you have backdoors yeah so just check about your own backdoors and you will know why you may not be able to be as healthy wealthy wise as you would like to thank you for listening um happy discoveries if it's not so happy discoveries i'm available to support and uh, help a little uh, a, a little right uh, tip at the right time a stitch in time saves nine so the right stitch at the right time could save you 9 or 90 yeah thank you for listening love